0: Welcome back to our look at Matthew chapter 25. This is day four of our look through this chapter. And it is a final story that Jesus tells us about how to be prepared for his return. We've heard about the days of Noah and a thief in the night and two out in the field and being a good manager and some virgin bridesmaids and five and two and one talents. And now we come to the story that's really more than a story. Jesus here is telling us what's going to happen in the future. He lays out for us what's going to happen at the end of time. To help us to be prepared for what's going to happen, He lays out for us what's going to happen. So listen to what Jesus taught us beginning in verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all His angels with Him, He will sit on His throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. And then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you are cursed into the eternal Fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick or in prison, and did not help you? And he will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me, and they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. These are verses that talk about serving. They talk about as we're waiting, we need to be serving. They talk about the value of ministry as we wait for Jesus' return. These verses also teach us a lot about the afterlife. As Jesus talks through here what will happen, we get some very strong teaching from Jesus about judgment, about heaven, about hell. We're going to look tomorrow at the value of ministry. Today, we're going to take a look at what these verses teach us about the afterlife. Jesus here teaches us about judgment, about hell, and about heaven. First, he teaches us very clearly about judgment. He teaches us that at the end of time, there will be a time of judgment. This scene that happens here is what many call the great white throne judgment. Jesus sitting on his throne judging all the nations. Now, this is different. By the way, in the New Testament, there are two separate judgments. There's also a judgment that some call the Bema judgment. That's from the Greek word for that judgment. And that's the judgment that has to do with only believers. That's the judgment that has to do with the rewards we get for the faith that we've had as believers. That's not the judgment of separation that's happening here, the separation of the sheep and the goats. Now, it's obvious here who the sheep are and who the goats are, by the way. The picture we sometimes have of this judgment is that the great white throne is sitting at the pearly gates and you're in a long line that's winding its way up and you're not sure if you're a sheep or a goat until you get to the front and you hear, well, you're a sheep, go this way, go to the right. Nope, you're a goat, you gotta go to the left. That's the picture that we often see in movies and television and that you may have even in your mind. That's not the picture that Jesus gives. The truth is, if you're a sheep, you've already become a sheep. And if you've not become one, you're a goat, then it's clear at the end. Jesus tells us in John chapter five that we've already passed out of judgment into life if we're believers in Christ. So this idea of a fearful judgment where you're not sure, it's nowhere in the scripture. But there is this judgment moment that is an awe-filled moment. And it's a very fearful moment for those who have not, who have not decided they want to spend their eternity with God who decided instead they want to be separated from God. And in the end, God will say to those who want to be separated from him, you can have your will. Your will be done. In the end, as C.S. Lewis said, one of two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to say to God, your will be done, and I'll spend eternity with him because I've chosen him, or he's going to say to me, "My, your will be done because I've chosen to spend eternity with myself and be separated from him. God is not going to force anyone, even at the end, force anyone into a relationship with him. To the very end, God is going to honor our choice. So Jesus tells us here very clearly there's going to be a judgment. He also teaches us clearly here some things about hell. He teaches us the truth about whether hell is a real place. Jesus here talks about hell as a place of judgment. And Jesus, who understands eternity better than I do, Jesus, who is God in human flesh, I'm going to trust him above anybody else, any, anybody else that talks about this. The truth of the matter is, there are more verses in which Jesus taught about hell than he taught about heaven. There is a place of separation from God. Jesus says they will go away to eternal punishment. Eternal punishment. That punishment is a place of separation, not being with God for all of eternity. C.S. Lewis once said that hell, one definition of hell is nothing but yourself for all eternity. And of all the other punishments I, I read in the scripture, a place of torment or a fire, to me, that is the most chilling of all. It's a place of separation. It's a place of departure, being apart from God. Jesus also teaches us here why hell was created. He tells us in these verses that it was originally created for Satan And his angels. Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, these are the angels who followed Satan when he tried to lead a rebellion against God in heaven. We call them also demons. And they are not going to be with God in heaven. They've already decided as well. We want to be separated from God. So God prepared a place for them, a place called hell where eternally they will be separated from him. Hell is no accident. You might notice the word prepared there. Hell didn't happen by accident. It's not some edge of creation that God didn't know about. God prepared this place, and he prepared it. You might also notice the word depart. Depart from me, you who are cursed. He prepared it as a place where people could depart from him. That tells you why God would prepare such a place. Satan and his angels originally lived with God in heaven, They left God's presence by choice, and once again, God's going to allow them to have their choice for eternity. And because there are human beings who have made that same choice, He's going to allow them to have that choice for all eternity. Contrary, by the way, to popular opinion, two things. First, Satan is not already in hell. He's on earth, the Bible says. He's affecting us. He's influencing us here on earth. And second, Satan is not going to be the ruler or the leader or the tormentor in hell. He's going to suffer as much as anyone else, more than anyone else, because of what he's brought on so many people. Satan can live apart from God while he's on this earth. He can be apart from God, even as many in this world are apart from God, separated from God while they're living on this earth. That's the choice that Satan has made. But when this earth is no longer here, one day when there's a new heaven and a new earth and there's no place to be separate from God in that new heaven and new earth, then God's gonna give Satan, God's gonna give people their way. He's gonna cast Satan and death and Hades into the lake of fire, a place of separation from God. Nothing in the new creation will be separated from God. Everything in hell is separated from God. Jesus also says something to us here about what hell is gonna be like. He says it's a place of eternal death. It's not a place of non-existence. It is a place of eternal separation from God. That truly is eternal death, to not know God, to be separated from him. I don't want that for anyone. You don't want that for anyone. I pray for everyone to instead understand the truth and the love of Jesus Christ so that they enjoy what Jesus also taught us about here. He also taught us about heaven. As he talks in these verses, he talks about this place of blessing. He says, heaven is a place of God's blessing. And he says in these verses that that blessing can be seen in God's inheritance. It's a place of enjoying God and who he is for all eternity, but there's this inheritance that God wants to give to us that we're going to enjoy. The same inheritance that he's giving his son, Jesus, as incredible as that is. And he tells us here that heaven, this inheritance that he is giving to us, is come and share, he says, the kingdom prepared since creation. I don't know all that that means, but the idea that God has been preparing since the moment of creation, since even before we fell, he has been preparing this place where for all eternity, I'm going to enjoy who he is, enjoy the glory of who he is. That's an awesome, awesome blessing that we're going to face for all eternity. Jesus said this personally to his disciples in the upper room when he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I prepare a place for you, I'm going to come again and receive you to myself. And here in this parable, in this story, he teaches us to us very powerfully when he says, God has been preparing this kingdom since before the creation of the world. That's what heaven's going to be like. Heaven is a place of eternal life, capital L, all the life that you can imagine pouring out of you forever and ever. That is the hope that we're looking forward to. And so Jesus says, we pray today. We pray for more people to be in heaven. We pray for more people to escape to be rescued by you from the separateness, the death of hell, so that they can enjoy the blessing, the inheritance, the kingdom prepared since creation, the eternal life that you want to give to us. Lord, help us to look forward. Help me to look forward to that eternal life today, to live my life today, knowing that this promise of eternal life, because of what you've done, Jesus, this promise of eternal life is out in front of me. I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, tomorrow we're going to look at what this story that Jesus told us has to do with the way that you and I minister to other people.